We're so excited to share this teaching message with you from Sikamo Church, Ibadan, Nigeria. We believe God knows you and loves you, and through His Word, He expresses His plans and purposes for your life. We hope that you open up your heart and really sense God speak to you through this message from our pastor, Tolulokwe Moody. Let's get right into the service and be blessed by this message. scripture 1 Corinthians in the 13th chapter and the 13th verse and then I would get into preaching God's word um, we're all going to sit down can somebody help me with that seat we're all going to sit down this morning um, um, can, can we all read this together 1 Corinthians 13 13 everybody everywhere lift your voice one two three go thank you by faith hope and love the greatest of these Let's read it one more time. There's something amazing about reading scriptures twice. Here you go. And now, abide faith, hope, love, these three. Greatest of these is love. Now, we're going to read it a third time. There's actually something amazing about reading scriptures three times. And I promise you, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. When we read it the third time, I'll tell you what's amazing about it. So, let's read it the third time. One, two, three, go. And now, abide faith, hope, love, these three greatest of these is love. Now I'll tell you what's amazing about reading any scripture three times. is that you didn't stop by reading it twice. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Trust me. It's amazing. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege of gathering in your house this morning. We thank you for the amazing things you are doing. Thank you for the beauty of worship. What a refreshing. Thank you, Lord, for the people of our church everywhere. Thank you for what you're doing. Um, in this season of focus and of surging and of seeking you, um, what a week we've had already. And God, thank you for all the hope in our hearts, for all that you are doing. Um, we are just so grateful, God, and we give you the glory. And as we just lean around your word together this morning, I pray you give us a word that is so simple that we would understand, but it's so profound that it would make a mark in our lives forever. Give us a, year, a word in this season that we can really build the year upon, God. And we thank you for this in Jesus' name. And God, we just um, want to pray. We know that um, Liverpool, man, you is today. We, it, it feels insulting to be asking you that Liverpool should win. Of course, we already know that. But God, this is my prayer. My prayer is that you would let Liverpool win in such a way that man, you will be so disgraced. And um, they would stop all these insults, being on top of the league, wanting to win the league. Lord, disgrace them and humble them and let them know where they belong. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Yeah. Fantastic. You can be seated this morning um, if you like who you're next to. It just feels um, insulting that, um, you, you know, when, you, you know, there's this thing, you're like playing with children. Then you're playing, you're playing, you're playing. Then they start taking it too far, you know. So it's just mid-season, we're just playing, then you find yourself on top of the league, then they say they're contenders. Ah, when did that insult start? So, so, so it's the kind of win that will just remind you of um, fantastic. I, I want to share with you this morning um, something really simple in just a few moments that I pray God is going to make real to you. Um, I want to share with you this morning what I would call hope in the bag. Hope, hope in the bag. And so, just for like a little participation this morning, I want to be sure you're awake. So, um, let's, let's do, I'll, I'll ask you a question. Have you got hope? And then, um, here's how I would love if you can respond. You can say something like right here, right now. 
Okay, so let's just test it out. That will be our working formula this morning. Have you got hope? Fantastic. There's something about trying it twice. Have you got hope? Okay, that's good. So, so as we preach ourselves this morning, anytime I ask you, have you got hope? What do you say? All right. Can we work that together? Fantastic. Um, I wonder what traveling is like for you. Um, if you're the kind of person who travels a lot, um, and you know you're trying to pack your bags, and you get to that. Um, sorry, I didn't think of this one. It's been a long time. I'm not used to it again. I'm feeling caged. Okay, so have you ever gotten to that moment where, you know, you were trying to pack stuff and, you know, there's just that one more thing I need to take. Uh, you are ready to leave. Then you saw this other book. You've already taken like four books for a two-hour journey, but you're like, I might want to read this. Does it happen to anybody? Um, that other book. And then there's that one. And then you had packed all your clothes for a three-day vacation. And then there is one more dress that I might just feel like wearing at night. So, Anybody? Any, anybody? Okay, fantastic. So, so this, um, for guys, a guy can typically travel, um, he can travel brief, he can travel, he can contain it, you know, he can put quite a lot of things, I mean, he doesn't need to take everything, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, but generally, um, I think people of the opposite gender are endowed with such a grace that, you know, just, um, you know, like, that just seems to take a lot, you know. I don't want to say they're burdened in life, but, you know, they just... Um, take a lot, basically. I, I remember, I remember when my wife and I were going on honeymoon, and which was like my first experience of like packing, um, basically with, with with a lady or a woman, um, um, and all of that. And I remember um, we were going on honeymoon, and so we were going to pack a box together. And, and I kind of realized, quite honestly, that um, if you give an average guy a lady's um, makeup bag. Um, just her makeup bag, he can pack for a vacation in it, you know, basically, you know, um, I, because I, I don't quite get all the things that you are putting, I mean, like, literally, my wife was packing towels, and I'm like, you sleep in a hotel, they give it, no, you don't trust the towel of a hotel, well, who packs towels, you know, um, a, a lady is packing needle and thread, you know, <laughs> why, why are we going with needle and thread, in case, you know, she's packing extra buttons, in case the button of the shit falls off and stuff like that. Um, or, or maybe even if you are like moving home at the end of a session like a student, you know, you see a guy going at the end of a session, you know, with his school bag. <laughs> you know, you see a lady, they basically bring a truck, you know, to, to empty the things. You know, it's just amazing um, to me. Um, I was thinking about it this morning. Why do you think um, when Jesus was born, it was wise men that traveled from the east to come and greet him, you know. I think, I think, I'm, I'm, this is not to say men are the only ones that are wise. I also think women are wise, I mean, and all of that. But I, I'm of the opinion that the women were still packing. <laughs> you know, so, so the men had just gone. I mean, traveling for a guy is a lot easier, but the women, but like when we get to Jesus, the club, you know, and stuff like that. So um, a, a lady thinks of everything, basically. If you travel with guys, um, maybe you are like on the train for, a, for your guy's wedding, you know, and stuff like that. And so you're all sleeping in the hotel. You would notice there are a few things. When you wake up in the morning and you're all like to brush, I bet who gets toothpaste? Somebody will have, right? But you notice every lady comes out with us, you know, things like that. <laughs> you know, that's how it works, basically. So um, every lady goes with a mirror. A guy kind of figures out that there are things that can do the job. 
you know, if there's a CD around, a compact disc, you know, you don't need a mirror. Or, or somewhere in the hotel, there'll be a glass that it reflects. You know, you just stand in front of it and check out. But, you know, I'm just trying to show you what um, um, traveling can be like on the other side of all of this. Basically, what a guy needs, I think, is um, his ATM card. Um, these days, maybe not even your ATM card, your, your device, your phone, and a power bank, you know. If that phone is on, you know, everything can move. <laughs> Every, everything can move anywhere in the world. Amen, anybody? Amen. Am I speaking the truth this morning? Anything can move anywhere in the world. Money moves things, all right? Well, that's assuming the device can move money. That is a wild assumption, but but I'm just saying that if the device is positioned to move money, um, basically anything can move. Um, But just to encourage guys, even if you're not traveling with anything, I think there are some things we should travel with no matter what. Deodorant. Deodorant deodorant, no matter what, deodorant, no matter what, if you're traveling for three days, um, you should have aunties for all three days, no matter what, <laughs> okay, that's just by the way, that's just by the way, because I just thought I could throw that in, you know, um, basically, but, but as I was thinking about this thing of, like, how much you're trying to stuff into the bag, um, and, and how life sometimes is just full of all these variables and so much happening, I, I kind of get that picture, and that's what I want to I hope I can throw at you this morning that I'm reading 1 Corinthians 13, 13, which we read, and the Bible is saying, you know what? Now abide faith, hope, and love, these three, okay? In other words, what the Bible is saying, let's put it this way, is that when you find a Christian and you say, open your bag, all right? Um, No matter how small the bag I'm traveling with is, um, when I open it, you're going to find faith, um, hope, um, and love. All right. No matter, no matter. Even if I didn't go with a bag, if you just searched me, even if I traveled with a big box, if a truck came, you know, no matter what, wherever you meet a Christian, the Bible says now abide. That there's always going to be. So let me ask you this morning: Have you got hope? Come on, don't sleep on me. Have you got hope? Fantastic. So, so no matter what, there's a picture of um, we have faith, we have hope. And we have love. Like, this is what it means to be a Christian. This is what it means to live as a Christian. That you are never caught without a sense of I've got faith and I've got hope and I've got love no matter what. No matter the situations, no matter what's happening around me, no matter what's happening in the economy, no matter what, you will never catch a Christian without saying, I've got faith. I've got hope. I've got love. This is what it means to be a Christian. That there is no way I will pack that bag and say I don't have space for hope. There's no way I will pack that bag and say I I just had to drop my faith because of the pressures I'm going through. There's no way I will pack that bag and say it's because of how bad people are around right now. That's, That's why I'm going without love. What it means to be a Christian is that there is always an abiding of faith, of hope, and of love. And I want to try and zone in on hope this morning. And I want to believe that we can just set a tone for the rest of this year. I want to believe that in some way we can wake up a sense of hope 
about who God is. And you know what it means to have faith. And we're, we're driving on that a lot through the year. And, and what it means to walk in love. But let's just set the tone with hope this morning. Because I think hope is so foundational. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 27, the Bible speaks about how to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Now, he says there's this, there's this mystery. There's this mystery. And, and there, there are riches of the glory of the mystery. Like it's, it's, it's beyond description. It's, it's, it's enormous. And then he says, what's, what's that mystery? He says, it is the mystery of Christ in you. Now he describes it. He says, which is the hope of glory. That just this sense of I am a Christian. Just this sense of Christ is in me. The Bible says, you know what? You've got hope of glory. Just this sense of I gave my heart to Jesus. I made a decision to say I am a follower of Jesus. I put my faith in what he did for me. I put my faith in his sacrifice. It's not even about how good I am. It's not even about who I know or what I know how to do. It's not even about my background. It's not even about my qualifications or my education. It's just about the fact that I am a Christian. And the Bible says you've got hope of glory. That justice thing of Christ is in me. The Bible calls it hope of glory. And so I want to say to us this morning that a Christian is never without hope. A Christian is never without hope. Wake him up in the middle of the night, throw him in the middle of the sea, push his life anywhere you want to push it, do him all you can think of doing. A Christian is never without hope. What it means to have Jesus in our hearts is that we have hope. What it means to say that we are believers in Jesus is that we have hope. We have a hope that is greater than what's around. We have a hope that is greater than the generation we live. We have a hope that is greater than our geography. We have a hope that is greater than what we have been through or what we are going through. We have a hope because we have Jesus in our hearts. So, you know, hope creates a hope creates an expectation to our lives. Hope creates a vibe that we live with. Uh, um, do, you know what it, do you know what it feels like to to have hope about something. Do you know how you wake up in the middle of the night when, when you know that tomorrow morning there's this thing. It's not yet here. We, we haven't yet seen it happen. But tomorrow morning there is like a promise of something. And, and all through the night you're turning over. You wake up. It's still 2 a.m. You can hardly wait for the morning to come. Because there is a hope of something to come. Or, or do you know what it's like when, when you're a lady. And, and this guy has been you know, around you, around you, around you. And there is a hope of something to come and so the guy has been around you at some point you are saying is this guy is this guy he goats you know that would just be suckling smelling you know and, and you say no he's not he goats he's a sycamore guy sycamore guys are not he goats they, they they right i thought that was a good place to just say that you know they don't just suckle you suckle 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 go they 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 suckle and, and you, you understand what i'm saying and so so as a lady you you've been living in in the hope of something all right and so you know what it's like when, um, when, when in that whole build-up, or, or, or these days that every, every lady is looking forward to, like, the, the proposal, the moment when he'll go down on one knee, you know, and say, will you marry me? You know, so, so say you have been looking forward to that. And, and you now see the guy saying, maybe one day he just says, ah, um, that, that your sister, I don't even have a number. <laughs> Should I send it to you? You know, and then he says, um, when are you coming this evening? <laughs> when do you want me to come? 
you know. You, you, you find her cooperative. Um, with, she, she's looking for a surprise. You know, do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? So he's saying, um, let's go for dinner together at this place. And um, is it okay if some of, like, all your friends come around? <laughs> it's fine if you want them to come. <laughs> Why is she on the edge? There's a hope of something. Are we still together here? When there is a hope, you are not just living in the present. You are living in an expectation. And so, every moment, before the guy just says, I'm coming, I want to pick something. <laughs> what do you want to pick? You know? So, he, he brings out um, a box. You, know? I, I, you don't even know what's in the box. <laughs> say it, say it, say it. Because there is a hope. Even when the guy slaps you, you now say, I, I wish you don't do that, but it's okay. <laughs> because, don't worry, don't worry, Sycamore guys don't do such. Can we also throw that in? Sycamore, can, can I just make a case for Sycamore guys like they're the best you could? Fantastic. And every wife, everybody married to a Sycamorean, engaged to a Sycamorean, or whatever you call yourselves, they all said amen. amen. Fantastic. Fantastic. Amen. You, you, you get the vibe. That's what it feels like. You know. That's what it feels like. So, so the point is, when you've got hope, you've got expectation. When you've got hope, you channel your whole life in the direction of the hope. Everything seems irrelevant except we're going in the direction of the hope. When is this hope coming through? The hope keeps you on your tiptoes. The hope puts a direction. It puts a vibe. It puts an expectation. It puts this pump in every step. It's like there's something more. I'm sleeping at night, but I'm awake. I'm going to bed, but I can't wait for tomorrow. I'm going through every day with that sense of there is something more to come. Hope creates that kind of expectation in us. And what I'm saying to you this morning is that believers, there is something about having this hope in our hearts because of Jesus that makes us refuse to live our lives limited by what's going on around. There is something about who Jesus is to me. There is something about the gospel that I've believed. There is something about my Savior that gives me a vibe. Even when life feels like it's messed up, there is something about being a Christian. Even when everything around is a casting down, there is something about being a Christian that raises up an expectation that raises up a fact there is something about being a Christian that is called hope uh, and the Bible says now abide faith hope that, that don't ever live your life don't ever pack that bag without putting hope in it and sometimes you say it's just because I'm going through a season of my life so there's more to stuff into the bag and then I take out hope no no don't ever wake up in the morning and be caught without hope. Don't ever go to bed at night and be caught without that vibe of hope. Don't ever. A journey towards Jesus is a journey that is fueled by hope. Um, it's a journey that runs in the sense of hope. But what I want to try and do this morning and just land this is that as you build your plans and your expectations for this year, um, and as we think about that concept of hope, um, I thought I could just give you maybe two or three simple handles that in the middle of the year, I pray you'll be thinking about and remembering. Um, this is what my hope is to me. So the first thing I'm going to say to you is that hope is not just a defense. 
It is a way of life. Hope is not just a defense. It is a way of life for the Christian. If you are taking notes, that's notable. If you are not taking notes, that's notorious. Hope is not just a defense. Hope is a Christian's way of life. I'll tell you what I'm saying. You know, hope is not that thing that I bring out when I'm down to my last. When life has finished messing up with you, then you have cried your eyes out. You now say, huh? Because of Jesus, I have hope. Hope is not what you pull out when everything is lost. And I can't even lift up my hands. Then I remember that, yes, as a Christian, I have hope. Hope is a way of life. Hope is not just when you're down to your last. And then you have gotten to the end of the rope. Then you now say, yes, yes, yes. Even if I'm at the end of the rope and I can't find anything to grope, there is still hope. Hope is not when you are down to your last. I believe that hope is a way of life. Hope is a way a Christian thinks. Hope is a way of life. Hope is the expectation of something more because of Jesus. Hope is that expectation. Even when I'm in the most abundant season of my life ever, there is still a voice of hope that God can do more. God is doing more. Even when I'm riding on the highest days of my life ever, hope is a way of life. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because hope is anchored in the person of Jesus. Hope is anchored in everything Jesus is to us as Christians. Hope is not just waking up with that sense of, I want to be positive. You know, I don't want to think anything bad. I just, I just got a feeling deep in my heart that things have a way of being fine. No, things have a way of not being fine. I'll tell you the truth. But hope is that sense of because of Jesus. Hope is that, vi that vision of the cross that Jesus died. And as I look at it and I say, look at everything Jesus died for. Jesus died for my victory over sin. Jesus died for my victory over death. Jesus died to give me life in all its abundance. Jesus died to give me such a relationship with God that I could never earn in myself. And as I look at that, do you realize that on every waking day of my life, there is hope of something more? more in that journey. There is hope of something more to come because of who Jesus is. That's why it is Christ in us that is the hope of glory. It is that voice of Christ is in us. Look at what he died for. Look at what he was resurrected for. And it pumps a sense of hope in a Christian. I want to say to you, there is no success you are going to find this year that will be the peak of what God can do. There is no height you're going to walk in this year that is going to be God now saying, ah, okay, this year you have exhausted, you know, what I can do. No, come on, friends. No matter what we walk in, no matter what we get to, hope is a way of life for us. Hope is that perspective of eyes lifted towards the cross of Jesus. Hope is that thing in us that says everything that Jesus died for, I am going to live for. Everything that Jesus laid his life down for, I'm going to take it up and live my life with. Hope is that sense of more because of who Jesus is to us. There is never a place we would come to that we would say hope is not, hope is, so, so hope picks you out of the mess when you feel like you're at the end of yourself. Of course hope picks you up, but hope is not just to rescue you when you are down. 
Hope is to give you new vision when you are up. That's why some people get to heights in life and you start to open new grounds and you become, you become, you become limited in your thinking because you never anchored your life on hope. All you were anchoring your life on was escape from the pit. Escape from the pit. What can get me out of the pit? Jesus, can you rescue me from the pit? I'll tell you what. He pulls people out of pits, I believe, but he doesn't just rescue us from pits. He brings us into a life that he died for. He brings us into the more that he laid down his life for. A Christian is never without hope. This year, I pray that you're going to be thinking that my hope is not just a defense. My hope is a way of life. If anybody walks up to you at night on your bed, wakes you up and says, did you live today with hope? I pray you're going to say yes and you didn't tell a lie. I pray you're going to say yes, I live today with hope and you didn't just tell a lie. If you wake me up in the middle of the night and say, have you got hope? Come on, come on, come on, don't sleep on me. Have you got hope? I pray it doesn't matter whether the right here right now is a valley low or it's a mountain top, whether it's the top of every mountain you can see around. I pray you would say right here, right now, I am living in the audacity of hope of the more that God can do. I'm living in the audacity of hope of the so much more that God can do. I pray this year we would be people of vision that is fueled by a sense of hope. We'll be people whose eyes are lifted in a sense of hope. Come and look at somebody around you and say, God can do more, you know. God can do more, you know. The hope is not just a defense. It's a way of life. I want to be thinking hope in my marriage. Not only when we are fighting. You know. We have not spoken for three days. Then you say there's hope that God can heal. No, when everything is so beautiful, can you be thinking hope of what's the more God will do through us? When your children are doing well in school, um, can you be thinking hope? Is it when your children come back home and, you know, they have the last in the class, then you say there's hope for a tree if it be cut down. At the scent of water. Oh yeah, water. You will rise again. Can you be thinking hope over your children? Even when they're doing amazing and thank God for the miracle, I still believe in this generation, God needs to raise people that are going to be such a symbol and pointers and arrows of the more that God can do. I believe that in this generation, God needs believers that are going to be audacious, audacious. I love that word. I think God needs believers that are going to be audacious. It's not when your business is down to the last, down to the last. You can't remember when last you made profits that you say God is a God of hope. When your business is doing so well, can you believe that God can raise this thing even more? That, the, that God can do more through this for the sake of his glory? Can you believe for more? Can you be audacious for more? Can you believe to stretch extents in the, that thing of vision that God gives us? Because of who Jesus is to us, we are never without hope. We are never without hope. The moment you start living in what was, not in what is to come, then something in you is dying. Something in you is dying. What brought you here was a dream in your heart. What brought you here was a sense of the more God can do. What brought you here was reaching forward, not reaching backwards. What brought you here was, was that sense of God, I'm holding out for you. The moment, now it's a reaching back thing of what was, of what we used to do. Something in you is dying. 
And today I just pray that we're going to be audacious this year. I pray that even whatever happens in the economy, whatever happens with the government, whatever happens around us, I pray it is not going to steal that sense of hope that is anchored on Jesus. Because of who Jesus is to me, I am never without hope. Can I ask you one more time this morning, have you got hope? The second thing I'm going to say to you is that hope is not just an emotion. Um, it is an anchor. Hope is not just an emotion. It is an anchor. Shout out to my daughter. If you're watching this online, I borrowed your water bottle. I love you. Shout out to uh, hope. <laughs> it's not just an emotion. Um, it is an anchor. Hebrews chapter 6. And let me just walk through from verse 18 to verse 20 in NLT. So God has given both his promise and his oath. God has given both his promise and his oath. So God is saying... This is what I promise you. Do you know why he does that? The Bible says so that we can have that sense of hope. Like, like there's a promise over our lives, people. There's a promise over your life, over the work of your hands. There is promise in God's word. So the Bible says God has given us both his promise and his oath. Maybe you've had a lot of disappointments in your life. I want to remind you that the promise of God is not limited by the disappointments you have faced. Maybe you've had a lot of letdowns. Can I remind you the promise of God is not limited because of what people let you down with. God has given us his promise and his hope. These two things are unchangeable because it is impossible for God to lie. There are few things that God cannot do. I know God can. Lord, you are able to do all things. Let me just tell you from the Bible some things God cannot do. God cannot lie. One day God vexes and he says, I want to lie. Let me even like Gabriel, come. Michael, come. Yusuf, come. Angel, move down, come. I won't lie. I won't lie. May I just try? And then God now says, this shirt is black. Can I tell you what? It has become black. He cannot lie. He, 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 what he says is, he lacks the ability to lie. So if God was even just cracking joke, he said, <laughs> this shirt is black. It has always been black. It will always be black. It is black right here, right now. He, he cannot lie. If God says that the path of the just is like the shining sun, it goes brighter and brighter to the perfect day. It is. It, it, it just is. God says, mark the blameless. Observe the upright. The future of that man is peace. It just has to be lie. You know if God says I don't lie, it's different. You know that guy um, I don't lie. I don't lie. Touch, touch my clothes. I don't lie. There's a difference between I don't lie and I cannot lie. Eh? God cannot lie. I love the thought. <laughs> cannot. So you're reading the Bible and you can hold God. So that's why the Bible says he gave you a promise so that you can hold it cannot lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge, we can have great confidence, right? Great confidence. As we hold to the hope 
that lies behind us, come and talk to me, that lies behind us, that lies before us. That there is a hope before us that we hold. And the Bible says, as you hold that hope, have great confidence. You know, this year we're not going to live on shore. This year we're not going to live and let's see how things go. Things are going in the direction of hope. Great confidence. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Ah! I love it! Can I have a big guy? Uh, Dr. Awi, can you help me please? I, I just need you. Please, can you come? Please come. Please come. I love you, man. Thank you. Please come. Um, 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 precious, I don't mean to say you're a little guy, but, but do you mind coming? Do you, do you mind coming? Um, please come. Thank you. Thank you. You're fantastic. Can you just like stand? Fantastic. Um, can, can you like hook his hand? Yeah, fantastic. So, so I, I want to show you the concept of of anchoring. The Bible says that this hope is a strong, and you better, I'm assuming you are strong. Yeah, fantastic. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Glory to God. Fantastic. I love God's word. Uh, does it give you the vibe it gives me? I love God's word. Whoa. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Now, now if hope was just an emotion, you know what would happen? I'll tell this guy, how are you feeling right now? Um, it's, you know, life is better out here. Um, come. So, so let's say he's not anchored yet. Let's not yet anchor you. Hope is just a feeling. He likes being around hope. He's, you know, just always circling hope. He comes around hope. He can smell hope. He, he can touch it when he wants to touch it. He's, he's around hope. But, but it's just a feeling. It's just an emotion. It's not anchored. And so I'm telling guy, look at, look at your life. Come around here. Look at how beautiful it is. Look at, let, let me offer you something. Somebody give me 1,000. Just, just give me something, anything. Oh, you don't have. Okay, sir. Any money you have, anything, just, just give me. Um, I'll return it, I'll return it, don't worry. Just to preach, thank you so much. Whoa, is that a seed? You came out like you are saying, fantastic. So I'm like, guy, look at this. Do you have it right now? No, he doesn't. Come, come take it. Come take it. So I can use this because it's just a feeling. I can use anything to pull him away from a sense of hope. And, and come, come. Can you see he's moving further and further away from his hope? Because of anything flashy. This is not exactly flashy these days. Um, but we're just assuming. Uh, somebody give me like $100. Let me just. <laughs> we're just assuming that, you know, and, and so he comes around. But, but can you anchor yourself on your hope? So, so now I, I make him the same offer. And he's even in one of those bad days. He doesn't want, yeah, come and take. But uh, hope, is, hope is not even moving. Ah. Hope, hope, just, oh yeah, leave your hope and come. Ah, try harder, try harder. Look, okay, stretch, stretch, stretch and reach it. Try harder. Hope, hope. Thank you guys, thank you. Hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor. I know you're waiting. Return the money, return the money. Calm down. Get the points first. Let me be sure you've got. Have you gotten the points? Okay, so hope, <laughs> hope is, thank you so much, bless you, man. Hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor. 
You know what I want to think about my hope this year? I want to remember my hope is an anchor, not a feeling. There are days I wake up and I don't feel like it, but I can hold it because it is an anchor. I can remind myself of who Jesus is to me. It is an anchor for my soul. I can lock myself in it. I can remember his promises and his oath even when I don't feel like it. You can look at the scripture and the scripture tells you the blessing of God is upon you. You look all around and you don't feel like it. Can I advise you today? Your hope is an anchor, not a feeling. You hold it even when it doesn't look like it. Even when it doesn't feel like it. Hope is strong enough to hold you through every season. Hope is trustworthy enough to be there through every season. Through highs, through lows, through downs. Whatever you face, hope is strong enough to carry you through every season. So I just want to remind you today that hope is not an emotion. It's an anchor. This thing that we call hope is rooted. It's grounded. You know how you lock in an anchor? You know how you, you put it firm so that everything else, the ship can be on the waters and all of that. But there's a connection to a rootedness. And can I tell you what anchors are hope? Let's, 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 let's go through this. Let's finish this. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary New King James says behind the veil that sense of everything Jesus died to open up for us is the anchor for our hope everything Jesus died for is what this sense of hope in our hearts is anchored upon so I just want to encourage you to Romans chapter 5 and verse 5 I'm almost done Romans chapter 5 and verse 5 Romans chapter 5 and verse 5 it says, now hope does not disappoint. Let me look at somebody around you. Say, hope is not going to disappoint you. Hope is not going to disappoint you. Come on, have you got hope, anybody? Yeah. Hope does not disappoint. Tim, come, I'm, I'm, I'm right about that. Hope does not disappoint. I want to encourage somebody this morning who feels like, oh, what is this year going to be like? And lifting up my eyes again and that sense of vision of who God is and all that God wants to do in my life. That sense of hope you're holding over your marriage. Hope you're holding over a loved one's salvation. Hope that you're holding over the work of your hands. What God has called you to. That sense of hope. I want to encourage somebody this morning. Hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. Your hope does not disappoint. There's something about remembering that my hope is anchored on who Jesus is. My hope is anchored on his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Therefore, my hope does not disappoint. My hope is not going to let me down. Hope is not going to be, oh, I start out the year bright and happy, but by March, it's all dashed. No. Hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. Can you help me this morning? Look at somebody. Say, hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. People may disappoint situations may let you down um, your institutions may disappoint a government may disappoint the economy may let you down but hope does not disappoint hope does not disappoint hope does not disappoint hope is not just a fancy christian thing hope is a way of life for us hope is how we wake up every day hope is how i go to bed every night hope is my way of life it's my way of thinking and hope does not disappoint Hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. Let that sit on your heart a moment. Hope does not disappoint. 
Hope is not just trying to work your emotions up. No, hope is anchored. Hope is anchored. Or until you can go and uproot the cross of Jesus and all he died for. Until you can go and wipe away that thing that happened 2,000 years ago. Um, go wipe it away. And, and remove it as an incident that ever happened. But as long as I believe that Jesus died and he was raised back to life, I have a hope that is anchored and will never disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint, people. Hope does not disappoint. Pack all you want to pack this year, but I pray you've got hope in the bag. I pray you've got hope in the bag. You may be narrowed down in life. You may have lost opportunities, but I pray you've got hope in the back. I pray that if I meet you at any point this year and I wake you up and shrug you to yourself and I say have you got hope? I pray that even if you are having the most amazing day of your life ever everything is going as you planned you've never been here before can I ask you have you got hope? Or maybe you're down to your last end. You check your left pocket, check your right pocket, check every pocket in your house, check your account, check everything you can check. But have you got hope? Have you got hope? Be a walking through brokenness. Somebody you thought will never let you down, let you down. People, people did what people do. People let you down. Now you're walking through a season you never planned for. And life is just what it is because people are people. And life is life. But I'm asking you, have you got hope? Somebody came to church this morning and honestly, as I'm preaching to you, like you don't know what's going on in my life. You don't know what I'm going through right now. I'm carrying a burden that is beyond me. I'm walking through a season I didn't even plan for. Things are not where I want them to be. I, I made a mistake. I let myself down. But my question today is, have you got hope? It was my fault. I made the mistake. I, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have, I, and now I know better. I made the mistake. Walking through pain and walking through difficulty. I'm, I'm facing the consequences of my action. That's not my question. My question is not about who caused it. My question is about what you see when you look forward. My question is about what you see. What was I thinking dating, dating that guy? I should have known better. I know that that's not what I'm talking about now. My question is what do you see as you look forward? Have you got hope? Okay, so, so now let's preach it two ways. Let me imagine that the devil just walked in here and, and, and came up on this stage right now. The devil, the devil walked in here. And, and, and of course, you are Christians. You won't even run away, will you? Come on, I mean, it's the devil. <laughs> it's the devil. So he walks in here and he stands up on this stage and I give him this microphone. And then he begins to look at everybody in this room. And then he begins to outline everything he has done against you. And he begins to tell the whole story of your life, of how he messed up some things that were never to be messed up. He toiled with your background and he messed up that relationship between your parents. And he did all of that, he did all of that. And he begins to talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. And then the devil ends with this question. Have you still got hope? No, I can't hear you. Come and preach like you're talking to the devil. Have you still got hope? You know, you know when Jesus said, I see Satan fleeing like lightning. That's, that's, that's the picture I get. I, I want the devil to hear you today. Have you still got hope, people? 
of you still got hope right here and right now can we give God praise today can we give God praise can we rejoice in hope rejoice in hope right here right now not tomorrow not when the things I'm waiting on add up not when it comes through the way I hope it will come through not when one more thing happens I don't need one more thing to happen to have hope it has already happened 2,000 years ago I don't need one more thing I don't need one more thing I don't need one more cupboard to have hope it happened 2,000 years ago in Jesus my hope is in a person not in an account my hope is not in a change of government my hope is not in a change of geography my hope is in a person now when the Bible says that we rejoice in the hope of glory think about it Christ is in me I say yes to Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit he comes to be in me I'm a child of God and, and, and God doesn't have you know um, probation children you know I'm trying to check you out for one year then I will confirm you as my child God doesn't have nephews God doesn't have niece God doesn't have grandchildren I am close to a child of God no God doesn't have grandchildren God has children and the Bible says that we are sons, we are children of God by faith in Christ Jesus, Galatians 3. And so I say yes to Jesus. And then Christ is in me. I'm a child of God. And the Bible says Christ in me is the hope of glory. I'll tell you what, heaven and angels are rejoicing in that hope over your life already. Can you join in this morning? Can you rejoice in hope? Can you rejoice in hope? We rejoice in hope. Can you rejoice more than what's around you right now? Can you rejoice more than what you see with your eyes? Can you rejoice in what you believe this morning? Can you rejoice in it? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's sing it out today.
make your voice of hope louder. Make it louder. Somebody, you need to sing louder than that voice in your mind today. Sing louder. Come on. Yes. My only knowledge you. Jesus, you. Savior who leaves us to the emotions of how we feel every waking morning but you're a Savior who gave us an anchor and what you did once and for all in your promise over our lives thank you that we have that anchor that is sure that is trustworthy that is strong enough to carry us that is strong enough for every season that this year holds and we're not afraid of what's to come. We're not afraid of the days we live in. We're not afraid of what's happening in the headlines. We're not afraid of where we are. Because we have a hope, an anchor that is sure, that is strong, that is steadfast. Thank you, Father, for who you are to us. Thank you for your sacrifice, Jesus, that liberates us from that hopelessness. And, and gives us an anchor to live with. We love you, Jesus. You're the passion of our souls. If there's anything worth waking up to every morning, if there's anything that keeps us going every day, it's who you are to us, Jesus. We love you. We repent, Lord, today of how we take your grace for granted so often. We repent, Lord, of how we lose sight so often and we try to build our hope in the things of this world, our hope in confidences that we have in life. We try to build a hope in the certificates we can get, in the geographies in which we live. We try to build a hope in people. But today, God, we repent and we empty ourselves of that. And we declare today that you are our hope, Jesus. Our hope is rooted in you. You are everything called hope to us, God. Lord, we're grateful for how you use people. We're grateful for how you use systems. We're grateful for how you bless us with all these things. But Lord, I pray today for every brother and every sister, I pray that we would never lose sight that you are our hope. You are our hope. You are our hope. And people may let us down and life may be tough, but you are our hope. And even when life is going real good, you are our hope of the more to come. You are our hope of a promise that you died for. God, I pray today in this house that you would wake up such a voice of hope. God, I pray today in this house that you would wake up such an audacity of hope. God, we repent of how we cheapen everything you died for. Jesus didn't die so we'll have food on the table. Jesus didn't die so that I can go for vacation once a year. Jesus didn't die so I can pay my children's school fees. Jesus died for a life more abundant. God, I pray today, we refuse to cheapen it. We refuse to think small of you, God. We refuse to narrow our minds. Today, God, I pray, you would open out our hearts in a vision, God, of who you are to us. You would open out our hearts in the so much more of your life and of that purpose that you call us to live for. God, I pray today that you would wake it up in every heart. I pray today for people that have been constrained, that have been narrowed down, that have been held down just, just by the toughness of life. God, I pray that the beauty of our Savior will so shine before their eyes today. I pray that the beauty of Jesus will shine before their eyes today. God, shine your beauty before our eyes today and give us a hope to live in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Lord, I pray for, for our church in this time and in this season as we're just seeking you these 21 days. Thank you for these seven days we have spent so far. And thank you, Lord, for these days of seeking you. These days of just leaning in our hearts to know your will. And God, as people are waiting on you and fasting and praying and, you know, believing you for loved ones, God. Um, believing you for families, for themselves, for plans this year, God. I just pray, precious Father, that this week you would specifically, God, open up an audacity of hope over everything we're trusting you for. This week, oh God, I pray that you would so wake up hope as we look to you, God. And, and there are people who you even need to give them a hope that is beyond their prayer points. Their prayer points represent hopelessness. Their prayer points represent the limitations of systems, the limitations of society. God, I pray for such people this morning that you give them a hope that is greater even than what they thought they were believing you for that you give them a hope that is greater that 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 is that is closer to that sense of purpose that you have over their lives give them a hope that looks like your purpose give them a hope that looks like what you died for God in the name of Jesus and I thank you for it father you are a good God you're everything to us let's just sing that something one more time you are you are the passion of my life, Lord Jesus. You are the song within my soul. My strength, my hope, my only all is you. Jesus, you. Can we just stay standing this morning if you're in the crave your indulgence let's just stand together for a moment um i want to make an invitation and whether you're joining online i just plead with you to stay with us for this moment somebody's going to come home to jesus right now i always love this moment in every service it's an invitation we always want to hand out because it's a miracle if you hear us saying words like hope hope doesn't start from going to church um hope doesn't start by you know being a member of church or being around christians or by listening to a motivational speech Hope isn't in all those things. Hope is substantiated. Hope is anchored in the person of Jesus. It is Christ in us that is the hope of glory. If you're in church today and you say, you know what, I can't say Christ is in me. I can't say I am born again. I can't say that I've surrendered the lordship of my life to Jesus. I'm just living life for what it is. Um, maybe you're even far away from Jesus right now. Um, you know it. Maybe at some point you've made a decision. But as we speak today, you know that you are far away. And you want to come home today. I, I want today to be that day of a miracle. I want today to be that day of a hope that is more than anything this life can give you. More than anything this life can offer. More than anything the promise of this world holds. I want to make an invitation today for people to be reconciled to Jesus. If you say, you know what, that's me. You're speaking to me. I'm not right with God. I want today to be that miracle. I want a hope in my life. And, and it, it doesn't come by thinking positive. It comes by receiving Jesus. I want a hope in my life. I want my sins forgiven. I want a new beginning. I want today to be the beginning of the rest of my life. I'm going to count to three. And wherever you are under the sound of my voice, whether you're in the room or you're online anywhere, I want you to put your hand on your chest as a statement before God and let him see you today um, if you're making that decision. Are you ready? One, two, three. Put your hand on your chest if you say, I want to make that decision today. I want today to be a day of saying yes to Jesus. God bless you if you're doing that in the room, anywhere, 
online anywhere. God bless you. Please do it. Don't think it in your mind. Do it. Put, put, let heaven see you. Let heaven see your deliberateness. God bless you. Everybody doing that this morning. God sees you. God bless you. It's a miracle happening in your life. I'm going to ask that we all say prayer together. This is a family, not a crowd. We're all going to say these words together because we want to identify with what um, is happening with you today. But if you put your hand on your chest, say these words with boldness. Know that heaven hears you. And it's a miracle that is happening in your heart right now. What a miracle. I congratulate you already, everybody doing that. Can we say together, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I come to you today. I come, I come to, to you today. today. Because you've made a way for me to come. Because you made a way. Through the, death, through the death, the burial, the burial and the resurrection, and the resurrection of, your son, Jesus. of your son Jesus. I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and he's the Savior of the world. Of the world. Say today, today I, confess Jesus I confess Jesus as my Savior, as my Savior and my Lord. Say, please forgive me of the past. Please give me a whole new start. Say, I will live for you. I will stand for you. Say, please fill me with your grace. Fill me with that hope in Jesus. Say, I'm your child. One day, I'll be with you in heaven. In Jesus' name. Everybody who believes it said, Amen. Amen. Can we celebrate? Who loves a miracle? Who loves a miracle? Amen. I love the sound of a miracle. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, you know what? We celebrate you. I congratulate you. It's a miracle that just happened in your life. Whether you're in the building or you're online anywhere. And we want to bless you. We want to give some resources to get you strengthened and established. And we want to be praying for you. We want to see how we can help you in this journey with Jesus. So here's what we call a fresh life devotional. We'd love to put it in your hands. If you're in the room on your way out after service, you're going to have some guys at the door waving it. Just tell them, I prayed that prayer. I need one of that. They'll give it to you. They'll love to know how they can pray for you and you know any way that we can serve you better and if you're online anywhere there's already a link for you to, to just click out and fill in let's know you made that decision we'll send you resources to get you established in your relationship with jesus but i love the sound of a miracle one more time can we just celebrate everybody who has made that decision we are so honored to have been able to share this teaching message with you from sycamore church ibado nigeria we really hope you found it to be a blessing to find out more about us or how you can receive more resources from our church or our pastor, Tolulokpaimudi, please visit our website, www.sikamore.church. That's S-Y-C-A-M-O-R-E.church. We're on Facebook and YouTube at Sikamore Church and on Instagram and Twitter at Sikamore underscore church. If you're ever anywhere around us, we'll be super honored to welcome you at one of our services.